Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to John chapter 7, verse 37. John seven thirty-seven. And this morning, I am going to spend some time talking about one of the most controversial subjects in the body of Christ. Yay, we're going not, to, not, not sex, um, yeah. <laughs> but we're going to talk about speaking in other tongues. Everybody say, ooh, speaking in other tongues. We're going to talk about that this morning, and we're going to entitle this message, Rivers of Living Water. Now, this morning, if you do not believe in speaking in tongues, I understand that most of us come from backgrounds where maybe it was, uh, they believed that it was done away with or that it had passed away with the disciples. But I tell you today that the baptism in the Holy Spirit with praying or speaking in other tongues is for today. And nowhere in the Word of God does it say that it's passed away. And so we're going to talk about it for just a few minutes, and then we're going to do it. Glory to God. So John chapter 7, verse 37 says this. If I can find it. There it is. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, if anyone thirsts, now, let me, let me demonstrate what he did. Take the microphone away from my mouth. He didn't just say, hey, if you're thirsty, maybe you need me. He didn't say, maybe you need Jesus. He said, maybe you need me. You know, he didn't say, he said, if There was a passion in his heart because I don't know about y'all, but I know when I'm thirsty in my soul. And I know that this is Psalm 63 1 says, This is a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. How many of y'all know that to be true? How many of y'all know that we're right in the middle of a region where it's a dry and thirsty land where there is no water? I know about soul sweat, brother. I know about soul sweat, y'all. I do. I know what that means. Do y'all know what soul sweat is? It's whenever you're getting in your mind, your will, and your emotions, you've exerted all your strength to try to be happy, and your soul is sweated out, all of its resources, and you're thirsty in your soul. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? When you're thirsty in your soul and you don't know, you know what tomorrow may bring and you've worried enough about your bills... And you've worried enough about your job. And you've worried enough about your relationships. And you've worried enough about people around you. I told the Fire Institute something the other night. And if you're taking notes, this is revelatory knowledge. And it's, it's Fire Institute stuff. And I'm going to share a phrase with you. People are crazy. And so you sit and you worry because people are crazy. They act like the fool around you and you're worried about them and you worry about your bills and you worry about your job and you worry about tomorrow and your soul sweats. And, 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 and many of you begin relationships and you may understand what I'm talking about when I say this. You begin a relationship and you really enjoy being with them and all of a sudden they stop calling and they don't want to have anything to do with you and you're going, um, what happened? And you worry about it and you think about it for several days and your soul is sweating. This is a dry and thirsty land where there is no water is what, what the Word says in Psalm 63, 1. And Jesus, on the last day, that great day of the feast, and let me tell you about that, what the, the context of that was. Every year on this feast, 
they would take bowls of water, the priests would, and they would walk up the temple stairs. And every time they would take a step, all these priests would pour out water that they would hold right here, and they would pour it out, and it would look and appear, because there would be hundreds of them, that river, rivers were flowing out of the temple of God into the streets of the city. So every time they ascended, you hear that? One step, they'd pour out some more water, and the water would appear to be a river coming down the stairs. So Jesus, seeing all this, and Jesus being with his disciples, said, If you're thirsty, if you're thirsty, come to me and drink. And he who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of your heart. I remember one time speaking to a person in my office, and I said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. And they said, I don't have a belly. Well, I meant out of your whatever it is then. Out of your heart. Out of your heart. Out of your spirit shall flow rivers of living water. And why is this so important? God not only wants to fix your dry and thirsty land, He wants to fix the dry and thirsty land of the people around us. See, y'all, we've been positioned. We've been, we've been positioned, and I know I keep preaching this, but we're here by divine appointment in this location because we need a river. I want a bunch of priests. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a priest. Look at your other neighbor and say, I'm a priest. We need 150 to 200 priests that have rivers of living water that every time we step up in the temple of the house of God, rivers of living water are pouring out of us into the streets so that when people come by, when we worship and we go, and we're worshiping in the Spirit, they may not understand what we're doing. They may not understand with their ears, but something on the inside of them is clicking because rivers of living water are flowing out of the temple of the Most High God and it's forming pools around this place and people's thirsts are being quenched. I love to see people walk by this front window and stop and go, Jesus is Lord. What? Rivers of living water flowing out. This is a dry and thirsty land. So why is this important? I want to talk to you for just a second about the river that flows. Turn to Isaiah chapter 35. Isaiah 35. Now today I'm going to take some time to teach too, so y'all bear with me. Is everybody awake? Everybody ready? Everybody hungry for the Word? There we go. All right. Isaiah 35, verses 6 through 7. It says this, Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb shall sing. For waters shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool, and thirsty land and thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of jackals, where each lay, there shall be grass with reeds and rushes. Try to see this in your spirit. When the rivers are flowing out of the priesthood and out of the temple and down into the streets, the dry and thirsty land around it shall live, because the rivers are flowing. Everybody say the rivers are flowing. 
Turn to Isaiah 41, verse 17. Isaiah 41, 17. I'm going to read through verse 18. The poor and needy seek water, but there is none. Their tongues fail for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers in desolate heights and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wildernesses a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. Now turn to Psalm 107.35. Psalm 107.35. Now, if you're not taking notes, I really encourage you to because I have points today and I'll get to all of them. I will. Psalm 107, verse 35. Let's call this Esther part three. So, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Psalm 107, verse 35 says this. He turns a wilderness into pools of water and dry land into water springs. Now, here in these three passages, and and y'all, all all the way from Genesis to Revelation, Genesis chapter 2 says that there was a river that flowed out of Eden. And sometime in the future, I may preach on those four rivers. There was one river that broke off into four rivers. And I may preach on what each one of those rivers mean because... You have these rivers locked up on the inside of you. The rivers that flow out of Eden. The rivers that flow out of the temple. In Genesis chapter 2, a river's mentioned. And all the way through the Bible, the Word of God talks about how this river is going to be released into the earth. And it ends in Revelation 22, the very last chapter of the book, where it talks about there was a river that flowed from the throne of God. Everybody say, there is a river. Man, there's a river. And God wants that river flowing into our region and into our area and into our nation and into our community and into our people. So how is this river released? John seven thirty seven through 38. I already read it. Jesus said, If anyone thirsts, remember? Let him believe in, he that believes in me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So how is that river released? Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, Jesus said, Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth shall speak. So how are these rivers released? Out of the overflow of your mouth. Is everybody still with me? Now let's look at Acts chapter 2 and let's look at how the river was finally released out of the abundance of the heart. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled to overflowing out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth. Okay, as long as we're all in one accord, because verse 4 they were all with, filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit give, gave them the utterance. Proverbs 18.4. Write that down. Study it out later. It says, your tongue, your words are like deep waters. All right. Now let's move on. 
praying or speaking in tongues is the release of the river. Take all those scriptures that I just read to you. Take them all. Meditate on them later. Write them down. Make sure you meditate on them. Meditate on them. Meditate on them. But I'm telling you today, according to the Word of God, you can find it from Genesis 2 all the way through Revelation 22, that the unlocking of the river of God into the earth is us speaking in other tongues or praying in other tongues. Now, that's good stuff. Write that down and meditate on it. God wants to release the river through every single one of you. God wants to release that flow through you today, and it is for you. Now, if I give you five or six scriptures, write them down and read them later, okay? Can you all write these down real quick? Write these down. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Acts chapter 10, verse 44 through 46. You got it? Acts 2, 1 through 4. Acts 10, 44 through 46. When you get it, say amen. Acts 19, 1 through 6. When you get it, say amen. Acts 9, 10 through 17. And then put in parentheses next to that, read 1 Corinthians 14, 18. Because I'll tell you this. Paul, actually, Paul the Apostle, it says that, that the day he was filled with the Holy Spirit, it doesn't say that he spoke in other tongues. But in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, Paul said to the Corinthians, I speak in tongues more than you all. So when did he begin to speak in other tongues? When his heart was full and he began to overflow through his mouth gate. Is everybody with me? All right. And then, did I say Acts 9, verses 10 through 17? That's it then. Okay, so today I want you to be resolved. I'm not actually going to go into any more about should believers speak in tongues. Mark 16, verse 17 says, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall lay hands on the sick. Raise your hand if you can pray for sick people. Every person in this house should have their hand raised. You can pray for sick people and lay your hand on them. And right after that he said, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall speak with other tongues okay is everybody with me yay god everybody say yay god Woo. all right so now i'm going to talk about the different rivers that the holy spirit when we pray in the spirit releases through us now i'm, I'm from a redneck culture yeah really i know you can't tell but I'm from a little bit of a redneck culture, and so the yeah, South Georgia, our idea of fun <laughs> was playing in rivers. We used to take watermelons and just put them in the river, and, and the, the river would be so cold it would just cool them off, and we'd eat them. Anybody ever play in a river? Anybody? Okay, good, good. Then you understand how a river can be refreshing. All right. So river number one that the Holy Spirit releases through us whenever we are praying in the Spirit, is refreshing and personal edification. Refreshing and personal edification. Praying in tongues refreshes and edifies the believer. Isaiah 12, 3 says that we draw up 
from the wells of salvation. In Isaiah 28, 11 through 12, Paul uses that passage to describe speaking in other tongues. And that passage says, this is the rest and this is the refreshing wherewith I shall call the weary to rest. What does all that mean? The Bible tells us that when we speak in other tongues, it edifies us and it builds us up and it refreshes us. I know sometimes you remember what I said a few minutes ago. People are crazy. So sometimes you get through a day and people have wore you (laughs) slap out. There are people even in the. uh Oh, y'all don't talk about folks. What are Devin? Oh, you a little angel, ain't you? All right. People can wear you out. Sister Cheryl, I got to talk to you about something. I ain't going to tell nobody else. I'm just going to tell you. Click. Christy, I ain't told nobody else, but I'm going to tell you. Click. Sister, I ain't told nobody else, but I'm going to tell you. Click. And then go through the line. And all of a sudden, these people that are desiring to, to get out their poison, spill poisonous rivers out of their belly and not rivers of living water, and they wear you out. Energy vampires. You walk away from them and you feel like this. Like all the life has been sucked out of you from your toes to the top of your head. Are y'all with me today? The ridiculousness of that. Does anybody know anybody like that? Does anybody encounter anything like that? You get wore out in your soul. But the Word of God promises that if you pray in other tongues, you will be edified and built back up. And refreshed. I know that there's some days. I remember one of the first times I heard anybody talking about this was actually Joyce Meyer. And um, she was talking about how she built herself back up in the spirit when she was done with a a day. And what she would do is she'd take a full body um, uh, heating pad and lay on it and pray in the spirit. And so I, huh? Walmart. You can get one of those at Walmart, a full body heating pad. And so I began to take, I began to, for 10 years I've done this. On Sundays, I'll go home and I'll lay down after church. Or during the week after a hard day in the office. Or how many of y'all know what a hard day in the office is like? Are you weary or you're tired and you're exhausted? And the last thing you want to do is open your Bible. Your Bible looks like it's a million miles away. You ever seen a scary movie when something happens and the camera always all of a sudden zooms back from the person? You look over and you're like, I need to get in the Bible. And it just goes, The devil's like, oh, you're too tired. And you just want to, oh, I ain't going to get in the Bible tonight. And you don't want to pray in the Spirit. You're like, I can't pray in the Spirit. I'm tired. But if you start, if you just start, Start. Begin to do it. And, and those of you who don't know, you can pray.